It can get really emotional. It can get really ugly. And going there also helps release whatever it, it is that is causing dis-ease in our life, whether, you know, it's, it's cancer or, you know, a divorce. Welcome to your Journey to Joy podcast. I'm your host, Moira Gorski, and I'm on a mission to help you find joy in the chaos of life. As a retired nurse, multi-passionate entrepreneur, and mom of four adult children, I know what it's like to feel the overwhelm of it all and wonder if and when the joy will show up again. And I've learned it's up to us to go find that joy. On this show, you will hear inspiring stories from those who have overcome all kinds of life challenges, tips on how to stay healthy and vibrant during the ups and downs of life, and simple ways on finding joy in your own life. Let's face it, life is messy, yet when we travel together on this journey, support and encourage each other along the way, that joy starts to show up again. I'm so excited to lead you on this journey of you to find the joyful life that you deserve. Well, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Moira Gorski, uh, talking about joy, your journey to joy. And I was uh, feeling pretty awesome and happy that I got reconnected with a gal that I knew some years ago that moved out of town. And um, the beauty of social media, uh, as we know, that we can get connected with people. So Catherine popped up on my feed a little bit ago and I reached out and said, let's have a little chat here. So I'm so happy to have Catherine Regani with me today. She is a wonderful uh, leadership mentor. She's an energy healer. She's just all really good things that um, I love when I popped on her website. She talks about, you know, it's your life, fill it with joy and purpose. So um, it's all it's all good. So I'm ha- I'm really excited to have a, a chat with her today. We're going to talk about leadership, wellness, drama, and whatever else comes up in between time. So Catherine, thank you for joining me today. Hi Moira, thanks for having me. And it it really is so nice to get reconnected with your I don't want to say old compadres, but. <laughs> People we've known from the past for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Time time goes on and people move on and stuff like that. But like I said, it's yeah. nice to get reconnected and and just see what you're what you're up to. And like I said, you are a leadership mentor and and work in that space and really help people cut down the drama, be well in their leadership in their life. So just tell just tell our audience a little bit a, a little bit more about you, kind of how you came upon because I do remember you know you doing cranial sacral and energy work and stuff like that when you were here locally with me. So just tell us, tell our audience a little bit, kind of a little bit more about you and why you're passionate about what you do. Sure. You know, it is, it's an interesting story, Moira. And, you know, right now I'm in a really, really good place, but it really wasn't always like that. And, you know, I got into the whole energy you know, work the the cranial sacral therapy because at one point in my life, um, I had a pretty serious foundation shattering moment happen to me. It was my divorce, and it it just sort of took me by surprise, and it really caused me to, you know, sit down and really think about what I needed to do for myself to heal, because you know at the time. My husband found somebody else um, 
and I was I was just completely devastated. And I remember a specific moment when I was sitting on the bathtub, the edge of the bathtub, and I was just crying hysterically, throwing up in the toilet. It was just such a terrible, terrible moment for me. And I remember sitting there on that bathtub saying, you know what? The only person that I can make happy, the only person that I can make decisions for is myself. And that's when things really started to change. Hmm. Yes, it was really difficult going through that whole phase of the divorce. But I also noticed some of my drama dragons starting to come out. You know, I am and I was a very nice person, very happy-go-lucky. I, you know, was easy to be around. I just really enjoyed life. But at that moment, I didn't. I didn't enjoy life. And I, I could get pretty nasty, <laughs> just because I was in such a bad spot. And I remember one of my friends I saying something and I just came back with some really nasty remark. And I even thought to myself, wow, that was just, who was that? And why did that come out of my mouth? So that's where I had been. And that's how I got into the energy um, aspect of things, because I knew that it was something I, I needed to take care of myself in a specific way. And then I got into the whole Reiki aspect. And so I started to really understand energy and the energy we live in. And I really started to understand how being grounded in our bodies, you know, our bodies are our navigation system. They give us clues and knowingness that is really quite remarkable when we're willing to tune into that. So that's where I got into all of that. And then I got into cranial sacral therapy, which really helped me even get more uh, deep into the physiology of our emotions and whatnot. And working through um, my clients with their cranial sacral therapy, I noticed that a lot of my clients are women who are in leadership type positions. You know, they're in companies, they're in corporate America or they have their own business. And sometimes life happens <laughs> and mm -hmm. we're not always at our best. And that's where I started to really understand that we all have our drama dragons. And when we really can feel into this physical meat suit that we all have, the answers are there. And so I started working with the drama dragons. I've created the drama dragon quiz and I just thought it was a really fun way to talk about the fact that we're not always okay and it's okay to not always mm -hmm. be okay mm -hmm. yeah well and um a few things in there again i i think i told you i mean i've had my my own wake up call this last year and um with my cancer diagnosis and you know thinking that i was healthy and i'm the healthy one telling everybody else uh, encouraging other people to be healthy and then and there there i am and there it is and I really continue to tell people and I tell myself, like these wake up calls can be, you know, they can bring us way down, but they can also be life transformational. And like with you and with me, that's what I'm finding because now I'm looking at, that's why I love this energy work. And as I've learned about it more, like our bodies are, I wrote that down, our bodies are our navigation system. And I believe based on what I've been reading and learning about like there things are off when our things get off in our navigation system we're not going we're not going the right way right and something needs to we need to pay attention to that 
and right ourselves, if you will, or pull us back to course. Um, and when we do that, we can live, you know, a wonderful life and a vibrant life and take that wake up call as your, like you said, your foundation shattering. I mean, I remember sitting outside the hospital on this little piece of concrete, you know, calling my husband and calling my sister and my best friend and crying, like, how the heck did this happen? Um, but, um, but then the other thing that you said too was because sometimes this work, this deep work, right, of uh, looking at our emotions and what's been going on and the drama and how we're showing up in life, that work can be kind of, it can be, you know, to go deep can be a little rough. And I like the fact that you said you found, you created this fun quiz to a fun way to look at things and help to identify and notice what's going on. Because like, that's good. If you can make it fun, um, it's people I think are going to be much more open to doing that work that's really necessary. Right. And, you know, once you get to a certain point, it's, I like to say lighthearted at first, because, you know, that's, that's a really good way to get into something. And then when you're willing to go to that next level and the level after that, when you're really willing to dig deep, I mean, it can get really deep. It can get really emotional. It can get really ugly. And going there also helps release whatever it it is that is causing dis-ease in our life, whether, you know, it's it's cancer or, you know, a divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're not willing to go there, sometimes those things um, show up in a physical way. Mm-hmm. And I just wondered if you could just explain um, a little bit about cranial sacral. I was introduced to that practice many years ago. Well, yeah, actually many, many years ago when I was first... Um, well, not when I first that when I f- first met Joyce, who was a gal that uh, introduced me to uh, cranial sacral, I was um, in the midst of uh, just again raising my kids, building my business, and I was involved with um, Wheaton Junior Women's Club, which is a you know volunteer organization here in town. And we had just I had just been involved in planning this big, huge fundraiser, big house walk, and stuff like that. And I woke up <clears throat> kind of like the day after that it was all over. And my ears were ringing, kind of like you had been at, a, like when I went to Phil Collins and we sat up front, like your ears ring for a couple of days after that, right? But it didn't go away. And um, it was just completely annoying. And um, and this was, again, early in my um, kind of world of wellness with my Shackley wellness business and stuff. And so I just was, you know, I just didn't know anything about it and about craniosacral or energy work for that. And um, one of my mentors in my business said, well, you should go see Joyce. Maybe it's an energetic thing. I'm like, I don't know. Again, nurse, like, I don't, I don't know what that means. But, you know, you get to the point where like, whatever, I'll try it. So I went to see Joyce uh, in the next couple of towns over and she did the cranial sacral and she was like, wow, like there's so much energy coming out of your ears. Now, I know people can't see us, but I have my hands, you know, outside of my ears here. And then I remember seeing colors with my eyes closed. I remember feeling tingling up and down my back. And I remember leaving after an hour and 15 minutes and the ringing in my ears was completely gone. So I was like, okay, I don't know what this is all about, but it was cool, right? Right, when you get results. And um, and then I was introduced to a gal 
who actually trained under Joyce. I got them connected. And um, I continued to have some sessions with her. But more importantly, my sons, um, who all played hockey, we were introduced to how craniosacral helped when they got banged up and got concussions and stuff like that. And how it really, it was a significant part of their kind of protocol to the point that my boys got, to, they're like, can you call Carol, please? Like I got banged up in this game or whatever. And I need, cause it was so helpful in their getting over that, you know, um, anyway, you'll tell us more about that, but really when they got banged up in the concussion and the inflammation and stuff like that, um, I saw it and they definitely saw it. So they would seek her out. She was a neighbor that lived down the street and then she moved out of town. Yeah. <laughs> which I was not happy about, but anyway, so talk about Crano. So, cause again, I feel it's so important when we think, when we talk about and we, about how our body keeps the score, how our body stores emotions. And when things like divorce and cancer and trauma and heartache and things like that happen, something happens inside of us. And craniosacral is a wonderful tool to help to relieve that as well as some other things. Absolutely. And I got into cranial sacral after I was working with Reiki for a while. So I'm just going to very generally, very layman, um, talk about Reiki as an energy, very specifically an energy healing modality where you're working with and balancing the energies that surround your body and mm -hmm. move through your body. Now, cranial sacral um, I, I'm an upledger cranial sacral trained, uh, person. I'm a diplomate certified through upledger, uh, Institute. And so, uh, uh, cranial sacral is not technically an energy modality. It's more of a physical hands-on modality. However, <laughs> um, that being said, and with my uh, other training, uh, you know, Reiki, I understand distance work and things like that. So from my perspective, being an energy healer and a cranial sacral therapist, they work so well together because I'm getting at both the energetic piece and the physiological piece. Everything starts with energy. Mm -hmm. You know, when your boys would get, you know, I don't know what the hockey term is, but, you know, hit in the shoulder or in the stomach or what, wherever they got hit and they needed to see what was her name carol carol mm -hmm. carol yeah, okay um and she did her cranial sacral it's really cranial sacral is about releasing the tensions that reside in your physiology very mm -hmm. specifically your cranial sacral system or your central nervous system so the memories that surround your your brain and your head the cranium going down your spine and then attaching it to your sacrum. So it's where your spinal fluid lives and flows. And when there's restrictions in that system, then things don't flow as well. And then you start noticing physical symptoms. So working with that system, along with the gentle knowledge of the energy, you can really get in there at a deeper level and release those restrictions whatever they be, may be from hockey or from an emotional trauma that has happened. Mm -hmm. Because when those things happen, our bodies know how to heal itself. And so they can release trauma to a certain point. And then if 
not everything comes out, it forms um, what we call an energy cyst, which is then what causes dis disease or dysfunction within our bodies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of I could go deeper, but yeah. I think that's a good no, place. That's a good. <laughs> yeah, that's good because I, um, you know, I, yeah, I my husband uh, does Reiki uh, himself, and he does some distance work with some of his clients. He's building that business out. Um, wants to step into that as a second career, if you will. Um, but then, um, you know, the, the craniosacral is like, I, you know, it's a hands-on, like you said, I would explain it to people like, you know, how chiropractors, they come in and they adjust your, your joints and things like that so that there are no restrictions. Craniosacral therapists, again, have this gentle hands-on approach that you can feel the restrictions and thus you do some gentle manipulation, if you will, which is so gentle. And I was always amazed. I'm like, I could totally feel myself like getting totally like evened out, if you will. But I was just like, I don't, I don't know how you can feel that and yeah. how you, how that really the gentleness of it. But, um, but it's again, no cracking and stuff like that, but just those hands on it's type really of thing. Just asking the body to correct itself. Mm -hmm. And we are following the body. So like a chiropractor makes adjustments. We follow the body into the adjustment. We don't make the adjustment. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a, a huge difference. And then the chiropractors are really focused on the hard structures most often. Mm -hmm. And somebody like a cranial sacral therapist is really focused on the softer tissues. Mm -hmm. So we're not actually making adjustments. Mm -hmm. We're just following the body into correction. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Good. That was good. So, um, and so you talk about, I mean, you've kind of named this drama dragon. So let's talk a little bit about that and how, um, what that's all about, why you, you know, why you coined that term. And um, again, how you see that showing up, or we'll just start with that kind of, let's talk about drama and how that impacts, you know, you and your leadership, your wellness and that kind of thing. Sure. You know, I coined it drama dragons because first of all, I thought it was fun. And a lot of times when we're in uh, a life shattering situation, a foundation shattering moment, we kind of get a little dramatic. Like we, if things get exacerbated, like, okay, Moira just called me and told me my, my hair is ugly. Oh my gosh, she must be a terrible person, you know? So, and that, may not be what you really meant. You you might have just said, hey, Kathy, you've got some hair sticking out. Why don't you fix that? And I've just blown it up into mm -hmm. my hair is ugly and Moira hates me. And, you know, and that may not be the person that I usually am. Maybe most often I can say, oh, huh, thanks, Moira. And I'll put my hair back in, in its place. But when something else is going on, you may not be in that centered, grounded state where you can hear something in a more logical way. You may hear it in a very different way. And it just it's almost like your inner child is coming out and, and having a temper tantrum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of where the drama comes. And I, I coined it that way because that's where I was you know, in that situation, it was dramatic for me. And I was a, a drama queen. And it was just not a good place for me. That's not where I like to live. So it was just, I don't know, a fun way to express the place that I was, you know, my drama dragons were coming out. So that's kind of where it came from. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I, I worked with a coach once and she was talking about like that, the inner gremlins that we kind of have sometimes and be it a Mm -hmm. drama dragon or gremlin. And she had me name it, you know, like, you know, so, cause when we feel it or when we notice it, if you will, that they're coming out, the gremlins coming out or the, I mean, you can name it that, that it's Pete, the drama dragon or Priscilla, the drama dragon or whatever, whatever makes it so that you can notice that. Because I always talk about that on this podcast, that it's all about noticing. If we can notice things, then we can make a choice there. You know, if we're so busy and we're so wrapped up with drama, if you will, wrapped up with whatever it is, uh, busyness, we just can't notice things or see things. And then we just don't have that chance to make the choice. Right, exactly. And I've got these five drama dragons. You want me to talk about those? Sure, yeah. Yeah, there's five drama dragons. I mean, there could be more, but I really just sort of melted it down to five different drama dragons. And I thought they were kind of fun. And um, so the first dragon that I created was the fire dragon. And this dragon appears when plans don't come together well. And others just are not pulling their weight. So you feel like you're doing everything on your own. Um, you'll notice this dragon when you start to feel the fire build up inside. (laughs) Sometimes you might take aim at those innocent people accidentally burning their faces off with unintended nasty consequences or comments and maybe consequences. And that's, I think, where I was, you know, with some of what I mentioned before. (laughs) And then the smoke dragon, this dragon appears when you take when you're not taking the time for yourself that you need to recharge. Mm. And we all need that time to recharge. You'll notice her when you and others start noticing your unusually grouchy and negative behavior. So maybe you're not burning people's faces off, but you're just not the happy person that you normally are. Then the stomach dragon or hidden dragon appears when you keep all of the crap inside, all of those emotions, um, you keep them inside because you don't want to appear vulnerable. You can't let people see where you are with all of this, whatever's happening. But you'll notice this when um, you're running to the bathroom so that nobody sees the tears that are running down your eyes, you know, because you don't want anybody to, to notice that you're having a breakdown. And you're unwilling to get help. And then the unsettled dragon or the five-headed dragon shows up when you focus on too many ideas at once. You're going in too many directions. And you'll recognize her when you feel disorganized and disconnected. You're not sure which way to go next. And you're not connected to yourself. So you just start throwing spaghetti at the wall, if you will. And it doesn't feel so good. Um, And then we have the ice dragon. And the ice dragon is when you have overpromised on deliverables. And you haven't delegated tasks to those who are perfectly capable of doing those tasks. And you'll recognize her when when you're dropping the balls all over the place. And you're feeling disappointed in yourself for not being a better um, because you can't handle it all. 
So those are the five dragons that I've created so far. And I just really feel like they're, they're a really great representation of sort of where we go when those dragons starting start to appear. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I, uh, I, um, really related to that stoic hidden dragon. Um, now this was several years ago, but when I was starting to kind of do a lot of this inner work, um, you know, that's, that's who my, that's who my mother was. She was a very strong stoic woman, English woman. And, um, and I'll be it. That's good. Right. She taught me to be strong, to get shit done and to be just, you just do it. Right. But, um, uh, but I like that you use the word hidden because I feel like you, I I've seen again from her and I've seen it from me is that we, we, like you said, you hide, you hide your emotion, you hide everything inside. You won't let it. And then you won't ask for help. Um, and, uh, and that doesn't, it ends up making, at least I saw with myself and my mother, like it, you can create this, you know, being a martyr and the victim and stuff like that. And um, again, I really, I was like, yeah, I get, I get that what that means, but they're just different. Um, I had made some notes to make a, uh, was making some notes about uh, social media posts um, planning for this, this uh, month. And I talked about mask that we have on. Mm -hmm. And that reminded me of that too. When you talk about stoic or ice or like a lot of these, again, we have a mask on that's covering up who we truly are. But like you said, they're afraid, we're afraid to be vulnerable, right? You know, afraid to maybe what someone else might think of us. If you show that vulnerability. Right. Exactly. And sometimes those things happen for a specific amount of time. Um, like for instance, when my, my mother was passing and it happened pretty quickly. So I, I was, um, sort of in charge of how the things were going. And I think I was like all of these dragons all at once, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just depending on the, the moment that was happening. And I remember my husband calling me and saying, you know, she hadn't passed away yet, but he was trying to be really helpful in taking some things off of my plate. And I remember at first just not arguing with him, but, you know, I'll just I'll take care of that tomorrow. I'll take care of that. I don't know when I'm going to take care of that. And he goes, I can do this for you. And I remember just stopping, just stopping in that moment and saying, yeah, yes, he can do this for me. And why am I not letting him? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, those thoughts take like a second in your mind. But I was like, you know what? Yes, if you could please take care of that for me, I would really appreciate it. And that's all it took. Mm-hmm. But I could have been that, no, I'll take care of it, I'll take care of it, I'll take care of it. And then it would have just been so much worse. Right. Well, and what I noticed in my own um, journey through that is that when I, I didn't want to ask for help because I looked at if I was asking for help that I was not capable, Right of getting things done. And I'm the, I get it done. I get it. I go and do it. And I usually ask questions later (laughs) because I'm like, I'm just going to go and do it. And, um, but I realized again, through my own journey that it doesn't like at that point, like with your mother and 
even over the holidays, my father was was in the hospital. And so I was spending time there and trying to plan for visitors here and things like that. And, you know, I it's not what I, it's not that I wasn't capable, but at that moment. I had too much on my plate. And so my husband saying, I'll do the shopping or, hey, we're going to go to my sister's instead of you cooking here. Great. That doesn't take anything away from me. And it doesn't take anything away from you that you, you know, but it's like you're emotionally tied up with your mother dying. And so I always, and I like to say, well, it's about getting some support. So you need a little extra support at that point. Great. You don't, it's not means that you're not in you know, not capable of right. doing all the things. But at this right. point, just let somebody else take it from you. Brought to you by Gorski Wellness and the possibility of a better you. Are you feeling sluggish? Ready for a change? Need more energy? Up for a bigger challenge? I'm Moira Gorski, retired nurse and wellness advocate. For over 22 years, I've been helping people live healthier lives while making small changes each and every day. Those small changes lead my clients to living a healthier lifestyle with markedly better health. As a brand ambassador for the Shackley Corporation, the most clinically proven wellness company in the world, I guide my clients to make healthier choices each day with their food, supplements, skincare, workouts, and mindset. They say getting started is half the battle. Let's make healthy happen together. If you're ready for simple, natural, sustainable solutions to feeling and looking your best, let's connect. You'll find a link in the show notes or reach out to me at moiragorski.com. Here's to a better you. Letting somebody else help you is really good for them because, you know, if you're the one who's always taking care of everybody else, sometimes people like to support you too. I mean, it's not about being vulnerable. Maybe it is about just being vulnerable and being okay with that. And somebody else loves you enough mm -hmm. to help you. And right. there's nothing wrong with that. That's right. that's what life and relationships are all about. Yeah. A little bit of give and take. Right. Well, and I noticed that with my own, you know, I have been very open about my cancer diagnosis and my journey. And um, it's kind of overwhelming. I mean, that's part of the gratitude and just kind of the overwhelming gratitude I've had. I mean, I've been, again, I help, I'm help. i helping everybody with their life and their wellness and, you know, their business and all that kind of stuff. And people, I remember a couple of girls said, okay, you help all of us. Like now it's time that we help you. And I've gotten random cards. I've gotten little gifts that show up. I've had people bring meals and it's like, you know, I want to be like, it's okay. I don't need a, I don't need a meal train. Somebody wanted to set up a meal train. I'm like, okay, I don't, you know, I don't need a meal train. But it certainly was nice when some people yeah. were like, I'm making dinner for you tonight. So whatever you were making, put it away or whatever. It it yeah. felt good, and it like you said, it gave them a chance to help because if we don't show our vulnerabilities or open ourselves up, it's not always about us. We don't allow those other people. Right, and yeah. then it it. It, you know, if you're not willing to be that vulnerable, it just sort of exacerbates the problem that's happening, um, whether it's with you physically or emotionally, it just makes it worse. So mm -hmm. why not get that support to ease it? It may not go away, probably won't go away, mm -hmm. but it certainly eases it and it makes you feel supported. It makes you feel good. It's almost like all of these people are giving you big hugs. Mm -hmm. 
by just doing, you know, the food train or, you know, taking on the task of cooking dinner for the holidays or doing the shopping, something right. like that. It's, it's not a big deal to them. No, no, it's not. And they just, um, they just want to help and we should allow that. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to give, I want you to give away all of your coaching tips and things like that, but um, I'd love for you to just, you know, talk a little bit about as we kind of look um, at wrapping this up, just, you know, a little bit of kind of how you help, um, you know, women with, with these dragons to kind of get through them. I remember I told you, and I told you right before we went live um, when I was in medical sales years ago, um, you know, with all the people in, in my territory and around here, um, there were some that they kind of were hanging out together and not so, um, not so healthy. And they, there was a bit of like, they would like to stir the pot and Mm -hmm. start little gossip and stuff like that. And my boss at that time he noticed that he he brought it up to me and I appreciated that. Um, he was, he was a really good, he was one of my best bosses that I've had ever. And um, he said, you know, when you hang out, he goes, I just want you to be aware that when you hang out with them, like you become kind of like that. And I don't, I don't think you want to be like, that. that's basically what he was saying. I don't think you want to be, that's not you. And so just be careful, be cautious about how much time you're spending with them. And I appreciated that because, again, sometimes we don't see how we get sucked into different situations or we get our behavior kind of changes based on who we're hanging out with. They say, you know, we're the sum of the what? The five people that we hang out with the most kind of thing. So um, I appreciated that. And I'm sure you do some of that. Again, bringing that awareness. I love the fact that you have a quiz when we can do a quiz to kind of identify where we're showing up it's a good starting point. Right, exactly. And that's why I created the quiz because, you know, sometimes we just need somebody to to sort of see us for who we are, right? So that's the first step is just being aware that you even need help, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, that you're even, you're not the person you want to be. You, you don't feel good in your own skin. So, you know, that's kind of where you are. And a lot of times, you know, many of us do know because we are these people, but a lot of times people just don't realize that it's the smart, capable women who are miserable because their fiery moods are robbing them of sleep and their health and their happiness. And like we said before, they can go years tolerating the exhaustion and inner frustration that would level other people. Mm -hmm. And then finally, you know, the drama dragons come up, that's what I call them, and they explode and they cause damage that's impossible to ignore. You know, maybe it's her husband or her company or her kids. You know, they're basically looking at her saying, who is this person? I mean, we don't need this in in our lives. Maybe it's an ultimatum. And then she says, okay, maybe I need to finally settle that dragon. And that's where I come in is I really help these these women to settle that dragon and find her resilience to keep going. So using both my corporate um, experience and my energy healing experience, I've created this system that really turns these stressed out women into sustainably resilient, authentic leaders. 
Um, I have step-by-step guidance and support and training in this particular form of emotional intelligence so that these women can develop the unbreakable resilience they need so that no matter what drama dragon life throws at them, they are grounded, they are calm, and remain in their zone of genius. Mm. And like I mentioned before about the awareness, it really is about learning how to stop Take that breath and really feel into this physical meat suit. Become aware of this physical body. Become aware of this navigation system so that when you're with those group of um, biddies, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we say the the negative Nellies, we can really come back to ourselves and say, oh, you know what? This is not me. And these are the things that I need to do for me personally to move past that, become that resilient woman, leader, um, executive that I know I am normally Mm -hmm. and maybe even surpass what I even thought was possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, it's been a long time that women have been in, you know, the workforce and you know, women leading companies and things like that. But, you know, I just, as you were talking, I was just thinking like, it was like, oh yeah, they, the women had to be tough and like in order to like compete with the men. Right. And they had to be like, oh, these badass and whatever, you know, and and there's nothing wrong with being a badass because I I like that. Um, But, you know, (laughs) but in a good, but again, we don't have to be this you know, in a negative way, the badass, and that's what you're saying, that is if we can identify these ways that we show up and kind of tame that down, we can yeah. be pretty incredible, resilient leaders and women in yeah. in our lives and in, in work. Maybe being a compassionate badass is a right. little bit better than just being a badass. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's um, it's a much better way. And um, I feel that And you probably have this in your experience with coaching women, like you're respected much more, you know, Mm -hmm. when you can show up that way and show some vulnerability, you know, and that you're human. I I, I saw that with my children as I started to open up and show that vulnerability when our daughter was struggling with an in and out of treatment and stuff like that. And there she goes. And I, I would just kind of keep it all to myself. Well, then I started to really, you know. I'd go to my youngest son and go, uh, I just need a hug. Would you just give me a hug? Cause you know, it's been a bad day. You know, that's, that's okay. That's yeah. it's okay uh, for them to see. Um, and for others, you know, for others to see that vulnerable side of you, because that shows that you're human. Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it just makes you a better person. I know I've worked with many women bosses that were not compassionate. And I believe it was because they were trying to be that strong, stoic person. You know, they didn't want to look vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, this is just a great conversation. I'm so glad we had it today. And um, I know we could talk on and on about lots of other uh, cool things, but I want people to, you know, again, hear, hear this and know that if they, um, want to get in touch with you and hear more about your work that they can do that. So um, tell people where they can find you um, as they, and I'll, again, everything will be in the show notes as well, but 
where do you hang out in the, the social world, if you will? Yeah. Well, um, I just really encourage people, you know, to, you know, connect with me, go to the drama dragon quiz and find out which dragon you are. So that's dramadragonquiz.com. And that'll just give you some really great information about which drama dragon you are. Then you'll get some more information about you know, about that dragon and, and how you can calm those dragons, because that's really, really what it's about. And then um, I'm on Facebook, um, Kathy Regani, and I'm on LinkedIn, Catherine Regani. Um, so those are some really great places you can connect with me. But I really, really encourage you to, to do the Drama Dragon Quiz. It's it's really fun. And then, you know, I'd love to hear from you um, about which dragon you got and and how you feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm going to go do the quiz too. Cause awesome. um, you know, again, I know that I'm in a different place than I was years ago, but you just never know. Like I'm doing a, a year long uh, modern entrepreneur coaching program and we're starting off with, um, with the Enneagram and oh. um, um, uh, the gal that, that runs the program is a uh, real good friends with Tracy O'Malley, who's really an expert on the Enneagram. So I just did my, I knew that what my number was, and I'm pretty sure that that's, although she says that a lot of those quizzes are in, you know, incorrect or whatever, but I just did my quiz and it showed that I was certainly a four, which I knew that I was. But anyway, I say that because these quizzes are so, um, like we have a quiz with Shackley in my wellness business. Like here's a quiz to show like where you're at, how you're showing up, state of your health, again, the state of your drama dragons and stuff like that. And then say, okay, that brings us some good awareness and then the choices that we can make from there. Because I, I love all of that. That's why I loved having you here today. Just to, I feel like when we can, we can learn a little bit more about ourselves, we can continue to um, make those tweaks and those changes so that we can really be the best, most authentic badass self that we yeah, can be nice. right <laughs> yeah authentic compassionate badass <laughs> that's right that's right yeah yeah well Catherine, thank you so much for joining me today on my podcast i really um really appreciate it and i know that uh, my listeners will love uh what you had to say and um, i encourage them to go and, and check out that quiz too and um again just um take a look and uh take a look and see what kind of dragon you are and how you're showing up and how you can really uh, tame those. I love that. Love what you've created there. Yeah. Thank you so much, Maria, for having me. It was a wonderful conversation and hopefully we'll, we'll stay in touch and have more of these. Yeah, absolutely. Not recorded. <laughs> That's right. I know. I know. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And um, again, come back next time for different interviews as well as lots of great stuff um, in the year to come. Uh, make it a good one and make sure you find some joy in your life. Hey there, ready to live a more joyful life? Considering connecting with someone who can help you? If so, I'd like to be that person. I offer a free consultation where we determine where the chaos is in your life and how you can learn to bring more joy each and every day. Visit my website, moiragorski.com, or simply email me, moira at moiragorski.com, with more joy in the subject line. I look forward to connecting, and I'm here to say, there will always be some chaos, which requires a little juggling, but you can find joy and live your life intentionally filled with that joy. Let me help you on your journey to joy. And that's joy, the journey of you.